Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench with Carver High. The number's 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. Now, tomorrow night, the Suns and uh, Clippers play in Phoenix again in the Valley, game two. And the number's five and a half. It was at six today. Phoenix was laying six to the Clippers. Uh, what I'm hearing is, is Chris Paul will not play. He's out of uh, game two and that he's uh, in LA, I guess. I don't even know what that's about. I guess he's in LA waiting for them when they go to LA for games three and four. Uh, I think he has a, I think he has a residence there and that's where he did his quarantining and it kind of oh, really? works out and it kind of works out. Cause that's where the team will be for game three. All right. Well, so how much do you think it affects the, uh, the game tomorrow night that he's not playing. Now, game one, I never thought that it would be that big of a deal because the Clippers got done playing Friday in a game six that was crazy, and then they had to turn around and play an early 12-30 game on Sunday, game one. I thought that was their biggest problem, not Chris Paul not being in the lineup. I thought they played – the game and the sun's very tough. I thought the Clippers game, all they could handle. I thought it was a great game. So I just think personally, I want to know what you think now game two, no Chris Paul, can the Clippers take advantage of it? I think that they have to, honestly, like I know that they had the short turnaround, blah, blah, blah. Like they got two games here with Chris Paul, not playing. I know that they're in Phoenix, But I feel like for the Clippers to win this series, as shorthanded as they are as well with no Kawhi, I felt like they have to win one of these two games with no Chris Paul. Like it just it's it's something that you need to take advantage of if you're gonna win this series. So you're gonna tell me you're gonna get down 2-0 and Paul's gonna come back in game three and you're gonna beat him four out of five? I don't know. It just doesn't just doesn't really add up well to me. I think the Clippers, and you said it today on Coast to Coast, they were in that game yesterday. You know, they, that game was, you know, in the final minute or two, it was a one-possession game. And Phoenix, you know, pulled away in the last minute. They made a shot. They made their free throws. Clippers couldn't do anything. I think the Clippers got to win tomorrow night. And I love them with that number. I love them at five and a half. Love them at six when it was there this afternoon. I think this is a huge spot, and they got to get it done. Yeah, I'll tell you what, because, uh, frankly, if you ask me, the uh... – the Paul situation is, furthermore, is that he's, frankly, resting. Uh, he's had a shoulder issue. He's played a lot of games. And then he got, whatever, failed a COVID test. So he may not have symptoms. Maybe he does. Who knows? Uh, if he was sick or if he did have symptoms, I'm sure it had to suck the life out of him a little because that's no joke, the COVID. If you get sick with it, it's no joke. So you're, you know, you, you get pretty sick. You, you're breathing, coughing, blah, blah, blah. Let's say he had no symptoms, though. Let's say hypothetically he failed a test but had no symptoms, any, nothing at all. Um, we welcome in our radio affiliate Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's Pharrell on a bench with Carver High. So if, let's say he had no symptoms whatsoever and he just had to uh, quarantine, he had to isolate. As far as I'm concerned, he just got rest, and he needed it. And, you know, he's a veteran guy that has been around a million games, and he's played a lot, and he's banged up. So it might have actually helped him because I don't think a guy as talented as Chris Paul 
lays down a basketball for 10 days, not even, and uh, loses his swerve. I don't believe he'll uh, lose anything. I think the rest might have done him good. What do you think of that theory? I, I think that you're spot on. Uh, I agree. I think the kinds of things that Paul was dealing with, because all the reports are, and you don't know, I mean, it is what it is. The reports say that he was symptom-free, that he basically, you know, just had to sit in his house, that he's, that he's all right. But the key is the shoulder. The key is the age. The key is playing a lot of games, and now he's had a week to 10 days off to refuel for a final push. Those things, like you just said, are going to be the most important for the Suns, and if they ever got out of home, going to L.A. up 2-0, they win two games with him getting all of that, and then they get a fresh Chris Paul back in the lineup game three, even better for them. Might make the series go a lot quicker than we think it's going to. And what do you think of, um, you know, the theory that Payne, all that work he got in, uh, in any role, like, as they play him anyway, he gets burned anyway. But that it, they let him, you know, take over that role, and then let's say for two games, I think that benefits him even further as a player. I think he gets yeah. thicker skinned. I think builds he gets his, more playoff savvy. You builds know what I mean? Confidence, yeah, it builds his confidence, and now he knows that he can get it done in a big spot. So th- this is all part of growing for the Suns. I mean, for a lot of their guys, this is their first bite at the apple, and they're getting a lot. Of big experience here. I mean, we've already seen D-Book ain't scared of it, that's for sure. D-Book ain't scared of this big stage. He's making it happen. Dude, he loves just filling it up. I think the same situation here. Uh, Machado's coming up with two guys on again. He's already hit one home run. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, uh, Pharrell on a bench with you, and Carver High is joining me. Uh, this Saturday night, the uh, world will be watching. June 26th, Saturday at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. They've had a lot of basketball there lately and good basketball, but now boxing takes center stage as four-time world champion Gervonta Tank Davis will take on a career-defining challenge as he sets his sights on capturing a title in a third weight class when he faces undefeated WBA super lightweight champion badass Mario El Azteca Barrios. Great fighter. Showtime pay-per-view has it 
at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The event promoted by Mayweather Promotions, GTD, and TGB Promotions. Tickets um, went on sale. They're available at Ticketmaster.com. In Atlanta, of course, Davis 24-0 with 23 knockouts. The guy uh, has had great wins over Pedraza, uh, Gamboa, you name it. Uh, Mario Barrios, 26-0 with 17 knockouts. Trains in the Bay Area with Virgil Hunter, legend, and has a five-and-a-half-inch height advantage over Davis. Since moving up to 140, Barrios is 9-0 and with eight knockouts. There's also a good uh, warm-up fight, 154-pound contenders, Erickson Lubin against uh, Jason Rosario. So Tank Davis and Barrio Saturday night on Showtime pay-per-view. Call your cable operator or order on Showtime.com. There you go. All right, Carver High. So what did you think of the news today uh, about the Raider? Carl Nassib uh, announced that he was uh, gay and he came out and did it on Instagram, played at Penn State, defensive end for the Raiders. Uh, first guy to do it, uh, first active NFL player to come out. And then he made a donation uh, of 100 grand to the Trevor Project, which deals with, um, you know, the uh, LGBT uh, community, uh, suicide, uh, mental end of it, dealing with it. Uh, I don't know enough about the Trevor Project other than that's that's what I'm familiar with about the story uh, is that he donated to it. So uh, a very historic day uh, for the NFL and for the Raiders and for Carl Nassib. And good for him as far as I'm concerned uh, to uh, have the stones to do it. Uh, it's taken forever. I still cannot believe, I think you and I said in the break with one another that no one's ever done what he did. And that's kind of amazing to me more than, uh, it, that's more uh, surprising to me than uh, the fact that he announced that he was gay. Yeah, no no doubt. And I'm with you. For him to have the stones to do it is just a um, tremendous job by him. You know, we've had, we had the guy a couple of years ago, but he wasn't really an active player, which was Michael Sam, of course, who was drafted but was never really on an active roster. Remember the kid that played for Missouri? And now uh, this guy's been in the league for a few years. And look, uh, he, I think he knows um, from a public perspective what he's probably getting into. And and that's, listen, you, you know that there's still people who are very ignorant out there who, you know, will will say things to him now, whether it's fans in a crowd or opponents or whatever there's still a lot of ignorant people but he's ready to take on the challenge and i think it's great uh what he's done here listen uh without a doubt i think there's uh homophobic fans and ignorant fans and drunk loud stupid fans that uh i mean there are fans that are so ignorant that they can't even handle um Black players, like in the Premier League, I have never seen anything like it, Mike, that uh, they abuse black players in the Premier League. These drunken English fans are just the worst. I mean, there's no getting around it. Like, let's stop with all the sugarcoating. They are the worst fans on earth. And, I mean, they really are. They're, They're as vulgar and disgusting and violent, and they're clearly racist and I can't even fathom what they would be like if uh, you know you had people playing that came out that just announced what Nasib just did what kind of abuse they would take uh, in my opinion there's a home run for bets in the game not to throw uh, the topic off but uh, bets with his ninth home run, so that I was think after, it was a solo shot. <laughs> after I think it was seven a solo straight, shot. seven straight strikeouts for Darvish before that bets homer. There you go to dead center, four one Padres. So anyway, uh, my point is, I've never seen anything like it. So uh, in the Premier League, the racism, uh, if they knew, and maybe they do, you you know more than I do about the Premier League. 
I know that uh, you follow it more than I do, but I'm just saying that maybe there has been a gay player that came out, but I wouldn't think that would go over too well with those English fans. I think they're the worst on earth. I mean, the way they abuse black players in that league is, is disgusting. I mean, it really is bad. It's out of control. No, I believe that there has been, um, I think there's been a couple in the premier league. It's not like the NFL where you're finally getting, uh, the breakthrough here. There's been a few guys in the past. Um, I forget. I, I don't re- recall off the top of my head. There was there was definitely one guy a couple of years ago. But um, you're right. The 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 way that they go on in that Premier League, the fans and and honestly, you know this. It's kind of soccer now, not just in the Premier League, but worldwide. It's amazing. I mean, we had the deal in Denver a couple of weeks ago with that USA Mexico game. Right. Uh, with that, I mean, it goes on everywhere with soccer. It's amazing. Um, how ignorant that those a lot of those people what are. Was, what were the Mexican fans? Weren't they doing anti-gay stuff at that game? I believe that they were. Yes, I that's what it was. Were. But, but uh, they were. Yeah. They, there wasn't even a gay player. They were just yelling uh, homophobic slurs at the American team. So uh, I imagine. I'm just. I'm just telling you. Like, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's got serious onions to just announce it. No problem. I, I totally support his uh, his life and his choices and his announcement. I'm cool with that. Uh, I think he's still going to get abused by fans in the NFL. I just don't think, um, you know, I think one of the problems is, and I'll just say it, is alcohol. I mean, it makes everybody real brave when they start drinking. And they, and they drink for five hours before the game. And they go into those games just completely inebriated. Uh, they're all well over the limit. They're all drunk. Uh, and they, they're abusive. Uh, they're abusive toward nothing. They're abusive toward the other team. So, like, if, if Pittsburgh plays in Buffalo week one, th- no matter what, the Steelers are going to get abused by the Bills fans. Like, oh, yeah. The, the abuse they're going to take is like till no end because they're just vulgar drunks and they're, they brag about their bills mafia and how they're the best drinkers in the league. They're the rowdiest fans in the league and they abuse whoever comes in there. And so my point is, is that I just don't believe for one minute that that guy's not going to get abused. He's going to get abused because the, there's so many drunk idiots that go to the games. I agree 100%. I think that that's going to be the hardest thing that he's going to have to deal with. I think it won't be a problem, you know, for teammates and things like that. I think that the public abuse that he will take from ignorant fans will be the hardest thing for him. When we come back, we'll talk about um, Ben Simmons' problems. It's so bad now. Today, I heard that he's going to switch back to his right hand. (laughs) He's going to... He's going to... He's going to switch from his left to his right because he definitely can't shoot with his left. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Jesus, the recruits at Petco, my God. God, there's a chick behind home plate. She's so hot. Honestly, I just, uh, I'm just so distracted. <laughs> I mean, I can't even I tell mean, this, you the mean, This action. just goes back to what we talked about at the Suns games a couple weeks ago when they had that blowout in the Sun game. I think it was in the series against Denver. And right. all, they had, all they had time to do was to show the crowd. And there was just so much action out there. And now you're in another place where... The action just flows. I mean, it don't matter what's happening in this game. I mean, I just saw it because I'm like a minute and a half behind you. I just saw what you were talking about there. Right behind right behind Kim, he's on the on-deck circle getting right. ready to hit. Yeah. And they just showed uh, what was going on uh, back there. And it's just it's – I just, wish it's they no all could be California girls. Uh, tremendous. I wish they all could be California girls. Oh my God! What am I E-back. doing wrong? Eback's gonna win a game here tonight. They're up five-one in the fifth. Are they gonna blow this one too? Are they? Uh, they're on the road. No, they're home tonight. They have Milwaukee at home. They're up five-one in the fifth inning. Plenty oh, of time. But to how many? Blow that how many have they lost in a row? Did you say seventeen or something? They've like lost that? seventeen in a row overall. And they've lost, obviously they're at home tonight, but they've lost 23 in a row on the road. And how is Tori Lamulo still the I'll, manager? I'll ask you this. Here's the, here's the question that they should have the odds on at FanDuel. If Arizona wins this game tonight, do we get the clubhouse video from, uh, who was that, Marte that kept putting up the, or uh, Peralta. It was no, Peralta. Peralta. Peralta who puts up the, them all dance into that choreography, the choreography dance in the clubhouse with all the music. Yeah, Do no. we get one of those after they break the 17-game losing streak tonight? Do we get a dance no. from Peralta and the boys? No, no because they they suck so bad that I know that uh, I think Lavulo has to tell them. Out, if they did a dance video tonight after a 17-game losing streak, they should fire the manager tonight. Like, he shouldn't even be allowed to manage the team tomorrow. If they put out a dancing video, that's what I'm saying. They can't celebrate when you've lost. They've they haven't won a game on the road since April. I mean, not one game since April 19th have they won. That's embarrassing. Take it yard. Did he just hit it into the hotel? Oh, that was earlier. That was earlier. earlier. No, but he didn't hit a home run either. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was a foul ball. What you just saw was a foul ball. He's still at, at at the plate. I don't know what they're showing. That must have been uh, maybe I don't know what that was from, but that was not uh, live. Whatever that was, it was not live because that's not where Machado hit his home run either. So, and now he hits into a double play. Boom! Sit down. So anyway, uh, you know what's amazing about Urias is his numbers are almost better than, but not quite equal to. It's two wins over what Fernando Valenzuela did in 81. Yeah. Urias has the same numbers in the bag, literally, that that Valenzuela did, except Valenzuela was like, um, had, I think, two less losses, right? Uh, But this guy's got a better ERA and everything, more strikeouts, everything. He's better than uh, Valenzuela at everything. Of that eighty-one season, when and I remember that season, uh, I remember watching um, Fernando Valenzuela and and that that just crazy time when he took over baseball pitching for the Dodgers. Uh, it was amazing. It re- it really was, and um, that was quite a scene. And then this guy, Urias, he gets none of that. He gets none of that fanfare. 
Like, if you remember, uh, you, you weren't around, but that guy, when he pitched back in, in the day, in 81, I mean, that whole Fernando town Mania. shut down. Fernando Mania, every time he pitched, the whole city shut down. I mean, it was literally, it took over sports. He became the biggest story in sports in 1981, bar none. What he was doing with the Dodgers, every night out. He was great, right? And this guy, Urias, is doing the exact same thing. And no one talks about him at all. I mean, barely at all. I mean, they're talking about him tonight because he's pitching, but he's uh, he gave up the shot to Machado, so he's getting no love tonight either. But the reality is he's put up the same numbers. All right, so I told you I'd talk about Simmons. Yes. Ben Simmons is uh, allegedly going to switch to the right hand <laughs> from the left hand shooting now. You can't tell uh, me that that won't be a disaster. I don't care scratch. how ambidextrous I don't care how scratch. ambidextrous you are. What? He's gonna start from scratch. Just start I over. Yes. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that before. Because look, I when I broke my hand, I had to shoot with. I had to do everything with one hand, right? So I uh, and that, and I'm left-handed, so I couldn't use my hand at all. And uh, I had to just do everything with one hand. It was crazy. I mean, brushing my teeth, doing the, going to the bathroom, everything about it. Eating was brutal. I couldn't eat. I couldn't hold a fork or a knife, or any of that stuff. So I can't even imagine that he thinks he's going to switch hands and become an effective NBA player. I just don't believe that for one minute. I do not believe you can play basketball your whole life left-handed and then become a right-handed star player. I, I just don't see that working at all. I, I don't know. How how do you do that? He can't even shoot a three or a mid-range or a free throw now, and you're telling me he's going to start shooting with the other hand and be good? Do you know how hard it is for people to even use their opposite hand to even make a layup? Like, I know my my daughter trains with this great player that played professionally and uh, she pounds it into her every day. She makes her work on her left hand, uh, going to her left and, and dribbling to her left, driving to her left, finishing with her left, layups with her left, everything with her left because she's so good with her right, right? Correct. You see what I'm saying? Like, so she, she plays great with her right hand. No questions asked. The kid can score 30 points a game, but then now she's training her with her left hand and it's fun to watch her develop and try to, you know, scoop layups and stuff with her left hand. It's very hard. Like I can shoot with my left hand. Uh, I'm, I, I shoot right-handed, but I am left-handed in life. And uh, I can, you've seen me juggle Carver High. You know I can juggle five balls and all the rest. You've yep. seen me, uh, I'm ambidextrous. I'm, uh, I, can, I can use both hands. And I can shoot with my left hand. I can scoop shoot with my left hand. I can get under the basket and I can switch hands and shoot with my left hand. But I can't shoot a jumper with it. I can't pull up from 12 feet, 15 feet with a left hand shot and shoot. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Not happening. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Uh, I don't know anyone that can do that. I've never met anyone that can switch hands and just be effective shooting as a shooter. Uh, so, gonna do I, it. so the thing I have a problem with is he's already the worst player I've ever seen. I've never seen anyone ever shoot as bad as him. Name one player you've ever seen shoot as bad as him. Joe Harris. Name one. You can't even name one. He's the worst shooter I've ever seen in my life. Now you're telling me that this guy is going to go out and start switching hands and shooting well? My effing ass, okay? That's, that's all there is to it. My effing ass. I'm telling you, that's not happening. And here's the other thing. He's so bad mentally right now. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, like, Quits playing basketball. He's already leaving Australia high and dry, right? Quit on on the Australian yeah. Olympic team. Said, forget that. Not going. Well, what's he going to do? Go brick his ass off in the Olympics? 
He's a bricklayer, bro. He's the worst. So he has absolutely zero confidence. His mind is gone. Basketball mind is shot. Bro, he is six foot ten and he had a dunk. He was two feet from the rim. And he all he had to do was flush dunk it, and he would have got and one. He would have been fouled and he would have gone to the line. That's what he was worried about. Getting fouled and missing the free throws. So he passed the ball on that baseline dunk. It was an easy dunk. And Embiid called him out on it. He's like, you know, we turned down a dunk for a free throw and only made one of them. And that was the turning point in the game. He literally drove over his head with both axles in the car and backed up and did it again. He threw him under the bus and drove oh, yeah. over his head with both axles. And then in reverse and then went forward and did it again. That's how badly he did his own teammate. He's done in Philly. Done. Done. There is no way that guy is playing on the Sixers another day. Not once. Do you see that happening, Carver? I? No, I don't think he'll play for the Sixers. And now listen, so they're going to have to probably do the kind of thing that Boston did, like give a team first round picks to take him, to take the deal. But they'll have to find a way to get it done. They got to get it done. I mean, I, I will bet my life they're already talking about it. When we come back, we'll talk about Frank Clark of the Chiefs having a bad day. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, so uh, Saturday night, Carver High has already etched out his plans because what's going to happen is uh, Wednesday night is game six, Friday night's game seven, Saturday night is Davis Barrios, a great fight at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, GA. This Saturday, the 26th, Showtime pay-per-view. It starts at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. It's a Mayweather Promotions GTD and TGB promotion fight. And uh, Ticketmaster has tickets if you're in the area and you want to go see it live. But how about four-time world champion Gervonta Tank Davis, one of Mayweather's uh, fighters, top fighter, if you will, takes his uh, career to a whole new level as he sets his sights on capturing a title in a third weight class when he faces undefeated WBA super lightweight champ of the world, Mario L. Azteca Barrios. And I'm telling you, Davis, 24-0, 23 knockouts. He has beaten 
everybody they put in front of him. In his first pay-per-view headlining appearance, he knocked out four-division champ Leo Santa Cruz in spectacular fashion in October of the COVID year 2020. He has sold out venues everywhere, Baltimore, Atlanta, and in Southern California. He's beaten everyone, Gamboa, uh, Pedraza, you name it, Santa Cruz, etc. But Barrios is a different beast altogether. 26-0 with 17 knockouts. The guy has moved up to 149-0 in those fights with eight knockouts and has been incredible as a champ. This, my friends, is an incredible fight. Saturday night, plus the 154-pound contenders, Erickson Lubin against Jason Rosario. Those fights are great. Trust me when I tell you, this Saturday night, Showtime pay-per-view. Go to Showtime.com to order the fight or just call your cable operator to order the pay-per-view fight this Saturday from Atlanta. So anyway, uh, today... And I don't know if there's any other fallout that you have for Ben Simmons, but I did want to say before I get into this Frank Clark story uh, that I, I refuse to back down on the fact that Doc Rivers sucks. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sick and tired. I'm not going to ever back down on it because it's just too easy. It's just too easy. All I have to do is don't get me started on this guy's failings. Don't get me started on the on the sheer facts of his utter disastrous year after year, one just one failure after the next from 09 until now, every single year. Uh, I mean, 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I mean, you're talking, I mean, it's 13 years in a row of failure of utter disgusting failure. You can't even argue it. He's lost more playoff games than anyone ever. He's coached in more playoff games. Fair enough. You can look at a half dozen one way or the other. He's coached in more, but he loses more than anyone ever. He's what, So what's the difference? You coach in more or you lose every time you coach? Because every time he coaches, he loses. Does he not lose every series? Carver, how you can't even argue it. Have you ever seen anyone lose or more game sevens or more series clinching losses than anyone ever, more game seven losses than anyone ever? And he's the high, like highest paid coach in the NBA. And then how about this one? I said it today on Coast to Coast. I'm going to uh, repeat myself. This guy couldn't do anything with the Clippers. Couldn't do anything with the Clippers. And the minute he left, Ty Lu went in there and in his first year went to the Western Conference Finals, which they never did before either. They never went to the Western Conference Finals. They went in his first year and they did it without Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard got injured. He's done. And they did it with Paul George and Reggie Jackson and, and Morris and uh, Zubats and uh, a bunch of hacks, Kennard, you name it. And Ty Lue did it in his first year in L.A., and he, he won a title in Cleveland, right? So he's won titles, and he knows how to win. He's a winner. And then Doc Rivers had the same team, and he couldn't get his, you know, get out of a wet paper bag. I mean, the guy, he can't get out of his own way. I have never in my life seen a guy get more juice and more accolades and more people talking about how great he is and how, and they're always interviewing him and they're always doing like this inside microphone on doc rivers. And, and they're always talking to him in the, you know, at the end of the third quarter in these NBA games, like they do every coach, but they're always talking to him like, like he's some kind of genius. Is there anyone worse than him? I don't care. What you say, you could talk till you're blue in the face. I don't even, I'm not even, I refuse to argue with people about it. He just, he sucks. He's a terrible coach. And that's just all there is to it. I had this argument with, uh, did I not have this argument last week with uh, Marcus Hayes in Philly? He blames yeah. nothing on him. He blames nothing on him. No one blames him for anything ever. And then I heard yesterday, same thing, or today, Magic Johnson said it. it he doesn't play. He doesn't play. The players, it's their fault. 
And then, uh, you know, same thing with Brad Stevens. They never blame Brad Stevens for anything ever when all they do is lose. When it matters most, they get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, whatever, but they always lost, right? He never won anything in Boston, and yet they they get rid of Danny Ainge. Don't tell me they didn't. D- Danny Ainge walked away because it was over. I mean, it was over. Somebody was going. It was him. He left, and then Brad Stevens gets his job as the head of everything in Boston. Meanwhile, he couldn't he couldn't win Jack as a coach, and all they ever talked about is how much of a genius he was. Right? Genius. He's about as much of a genius as I am. Okay, thanks. I'm not a genius. But I, McVeigh, here's another guy. He's a genius. About as much of a genius as getting his ass beat in the Super Bowl. Okay? And then this guy, Doc Rivers, they tri- he's like, I think he's like the highest paid guy in the league. Meanwhile, he never wins Jack Shack. He doesn't win Jack Shack, and that is that. He sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Do you remember when I got in the argument with uh, our friend in Philly, the morning guy? Uh, and it just, he said, I, I'm, it's okay, Pharrell, for you to be wrong this one time. You, you have no idea what you're talking about. The Sixers are going all the way. This is their year. No one's stopping them. They're the best in the East. They're the number one seed. They lost to a team with no all-stars. They lost to a, <laughs> a five. They lost to a team they should not have lost to in any way, shape, or form. And they blew leads of 18-26, and then they lost game seven on their home floor. And they got a seven-footer that's unstoppable in Embiid, and they still lost. Who do you blame? Everybody's blaming Ben Simmons. Everybody's blaming Ben Simmons. Everybody. No one blames uh, Doc Rivers for anything. Doc's already plotting next year, which will be his next failing. That'll be the next complete failure. That'll be the next disaster next year. It's every year. It's every year in Philly. And this guy just keeps raking the big bucks to lose. I mean, where do I sign up for that job where you never win and you make more money than anybody else in the league? (laughs) Amazingly. It's beyond me. Amazingly, he's the third highest paid coach in the NBA. So he's third. And one of them, I knew who I knew one guy was going to be ahead of him. And, that, and that's number one. Popovich is first. He makes $11 million a year. So Popovich is ahead of Doc. But I am stunned. I had no idea this guy was second ahead of Doc Rivers. Steve Nash is the second highest paid coach in the NBA. Believe that? Well, yeah, because he just got seven. that. Eight point seven he makes, and Doc makes eight along with Steve Kerr. Doc and Steve and Kerr I'll both make what, eight million a year. And, and I'll tell you what, Steve Nash doesn't coach Jack Shack either. He doesn't <laughs> no. coach anything because I guarantee you, Durant, Kyrie, and Harden aren't listening to him. They just like him because he balled because he played, and they get a lot. And I think Doc has that too. Some of that where the players like him. He's a player's coach because he played, but. I'm telling you, that that title he won in Boston that everybody gives him credit for, you talk about giving the credit to the wrong person. Yeah, it should be but, on Pierce, big ticket, Allen, and Rondo won that title, and Doc Rivers had nothing to do with it. Like, I, I get it. When you win a title, you know, nobody can take that away from you. I, I understand all of that. You know, your championship is forever, blah, 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 blah. But when you win a title, and then for the next 13 years, you lose 500 game sevens and 500 playoffs, you know, and you lose a billion playoff series and you lose a billion game sevens because all this has happened since he won that title. He didn't win the title two years. He didn't win the title two years ago. He won the title. What was that? Oh, seven, oh eight, something like that. This is a while ago now that he won that title. He's done a lot of losing since that title. So eventually it's got to even out a little bit or go in the favor of the other thing. you got to win again. I mean, there's a lot of losing you've done now. A lot. That's all he's done is lose. He's never won anything since But big 08. losses. Nothing. I mean, he's not just losing. He's losing in big spots. He's losing in huge spots. Well, he spots. always says... He, he always says afterwards, he'll say, well, you know, there's 29 other teams that lose too. And oh, yeah, look yeah. how far we... And look how, yeah, and look how far my teams go. They oh, go far. Well... What's the difference between losing in the first round and losing uh, in the semis? Those, those Clippers teams didn't go far. 
Those Clipper teams didn't go far. This is the first they never time made they ever it out of the second round once. The first time they ever got to the Western Final was the year after he left. What does that tell you? He's gone. That's all you need Lou to know. Who comes in, and now they make the Western Conference Final without with Kawhi getting hurt. And meanwhile, in L.A., no one's ever given a rat's ass about the Clippers ever. And now they're in the conference finals, and everybody's on them like stink on Shaq. I mean, everybody loves the Clippers now. They're the hottest ticket in town uh, in L.A. now because they're in it, and the Lakers are dead. He did an awful job with those Clipper teams that had Paul and Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. He did an awful – those teams were stacked. He did an awful job with those teams. The only thing he did well in Los Angeles was get Donald Sterling thrown out of the NBA. Yeah. That's all he did. Once he got all those brothers to turn on that owner, it was all over but the shouting for Sterling. That's the only thing Doc Rivers accomplished in L.A. was getting rid of that racist. All right, real quick. Frank Clark, what in God's name, the Chiefs player, gets pulled over in L.A. with an Uzi in his car. I mean, geez, an Uzi. Like, honestly, dude, like, we're not talking about an, an unregistered handgun or something like that. Talk about an Uzi. Like, what are we doing here? Honestly, bro. He's just going down to the mini mart for a pack of smokes. Got to protect yourself. Having a bad day. I mean, what are you doing with the Uzi in the car? How about the cop noticed the Uzi? Like, he's just (laughs) looking in the car. He's like, what's that? Is that a Uzi? (laughs) Hold on a second. Is that a a submachine gun in your... (laughs) It's not a Happy Meal. I mean, it's an Uzi. Like, uh, honestly. I don't even... What do you do with an Uzi except spray the whole party? I mean, it is unbelievable. Frank Clark of the 20-0 and 0 Kansas City Chiefs. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more. All built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. So uh, Frank Clark uh, says that uh, when they arrested him, uh, Tatis with a shot into the corner, a double, 4-1 Padres in the uh, bottom of the fifth. Frank Clark said it was not his uh, Uzi. It was a member of his security team. He'll be represented by allegedly Alex Spiro. Security team? Yeah, he says he's got a security team. Why does Frank Clark need a security team? Very like, popular, what, what, two-time what Pro does Bowler. Frank Clark need a security team for? Does he think he's Patrick Mahomes? Like, what does what Frank Clark need a security team for? 
and, and no how one about even knows. Secure, and does he need a security team that that requires him to that, that requires a security team to carry Uzis around? Like honestly, like what are he's very what popular? Are we doing like what are we I, doing I, here? Two-time Pro Bowler. And, you know, he had problems in domestic violence at Michigan. He got thrown off yeah. the team when he, you know, he got into it with his girlfriend. He's been arrested before. You know, maybe she's stalking him. Yeah. You know, yeah. he needs an Uzi. Here's a home run into the seats and right. Look out. Six-nothing. I think it was Cronenworth. Cronenworth just jacked a, a shot to right. Six-one Padres. Astros up on the Orioles, uh, ten to two. Reds and Twins, three-three in the ninth. Diamondbacks up five-one over the Brewers. Could their seventeen-game losing streak end tonight? Mets and Braves split two. Mets four-two in the first game with Degrom on the hill, and Braves one nothing in the second game. Indians four nothing over the Cubs, and the Rangers upset the A's eight to three. There you go. So, yeah, Frank having a bad day with the Uzi pullover. Got pulled over with an Uzi in his gym bag, you know. I'm sure he carries around his security team's um, gym bag in his Lambo SUV, too. I wonder if his security team sleeps in his bed, too, at night. He should lend his security team to Ben Simmons. He's in Philadelphia right now. That dude needs security. He might need security. When he's practicing switching to his right hand, All right, I'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern on Coast to Coast. Peace. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.